Okay. So if we are recording, welcome everyone to another episode of Oscar Central. Um, my name is Jacob. Ricky sadly could not be here today um, doing other ventures and all that kind of stuff, but we're here with Kenzie, who for the listeners won't see that has uh, she has the name of Ricky Valero, so she's embodying the uh, Richard Marie lifestyle. Listen, I was scared he was like not coming on because I watched Ambulance. Well, I tried to watch Ambulance and I was like, this is the worst movie of all time. And then he was like, I can't record the podcast. And I was like, what? <laughs> but that's not just the hand reason. In hand. That's not the reason, supposedly, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, and we also have Scott Cole. Hi, how are you doing? What's up, everybody? I'm doing all right. I've, uh, I'm back watching movies and theaters again. I had a few weeks off. I had my first bout with COVID a few weeks ago, which was great. And uh, then I went to New York City for the first time, which was awesome. So uh, luckily, I got better just in time to go on that trip. So yeah, but uh, I've seen like three movies in the past three days in theaters. So back awesome. to yeah. Amazing. And uh, the number one Paul Blart stand in the world, Adriano. Which is you know saying a lot um it probably is true though <laughs> wait is there like a paul blart fan group like what are they called the blarts the <laughs> the blartettes yeah <laughs> uh, yeah how are you doing uh, i've been doing good you know i you know i haven't really been you know rushing because i've kind of seen mostly everything recently so i've mainly been catching up on a lot of television to cover the emmys i've been catching up on better call saul and yes. finally, after years, finally uh, catching up on Stranger Things. Yeah. Which is, uh, it took you, you a while. I, oh, dude, I, it took way too long to, because I, I watched the first season of Stranger Things when it first came out. And I was like, I, I wasn't, I was like, all right, it's pretty good. And then the second season came out to like kind of mixed reviews. So I was like, well, I don't really want to see it. <laughs> so like, yeah. now I'm catching up. No, that's how it was for me. I, I remember when uh, the first season of Stranger Things came out and it was like this huge craze and I watched it and I was like, I mean, it's good. Uh, and then the second season was awful. And then the third season kind of picked it back up a little bit. Mm. I really love this fourth season. I'm actually really excited. I heard the to fourth see. was pretty good. Um, I'm excited to see where they do go um, come July when they finish this eighth and ninth movie of their little movie box sets they've got going. Um but speaking of that, it seems like everyone's been watching stuff this week. Uh, has anyone seen anything that they think has any sort of Oscar potential? Any um, anything like that, uh, Kinsey? I know you've seen something recently that you want to have Oscar potential, and with that money behind it, it might. Yeah, I mean, ambulance just blew me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> crimes of the future. Listen. Listen, I'm not spreading rumors that I made like $500 million, but I loved it so much, but I really wish we would be able to consider it for makeup and hairstyling. Obviously that's never gonna happen. They're never gonna touch it with a 10 foot pole, but the makeup is so good. And listening to David Cronenberg talk about the way they had to adjust on set what would be practical versus what would be visual effects with CGI, which is really interesting to me. And the surgery scenes, I would love a makeup nomination for it, but 
I, I, I don't even think anyone in the Academy will see it. So I'll cry by myself. Another yeah, horror you'll movie. You'll cry by yourself. Another, oh, crime. A true crime. That was good. That, a true crime. That's so good. Um, and I don't know if anybody saw Crimes of the Future at Alamo, but David Cronenberg recorded this really funny intro, which after seeing Top Gun in theaters and Tom Cruise has an intro, it was really funny to see yeah. David Cronenberg have an intro that was like similar. It was hilarious. Uh, Highly no, the, the closest Alamo to me is, I think, in North Carolina. So maybe Venture have not out. and never will be. Uh, well, not never will, but have not been yet. Um, what about you, Scott? You said you've seen a lot of stuff over the past couple of days. Well, I tried to see Top Gun Maverick in the IMAX with my dad, uh, and we had to stop. How, how true of a statement is that with my dad? I think yeah. I did it, and yeah. I think everyone's kind of like, I literally bought my dad, a, well, I rented a theater for him to see it. So it's like the ultimate, like every single person is like, I saw it with my dad. Well, we're I gonna, saw, yeah, we're going to have to go back. So go ahead. What? Oh, no, I was just saying, like, I went with my dad and he was like, yeah, I think this is the first IMAX movie I've seen since Spider-Man 1, like the Tobey yeah. Maguire Spider-Man 1. Holy. We're going to end up having to go back uh, because 45 minutes into the movie, the power went out in the movie theater. <laughs> like, all the theaters were down. So yeah. they came in. We sat there for about 20 minutes. They came in and said, we're going to give you all free passes. You have to go home because it's going to take too long to reboot every every theater. And when it comes back, it may not even be in the spot where we left. So... It looked like it was ramping up to be exciting, but I didn't really, I just, all I got were the like slow motion flashback scenes kind of, mm -hmm. but uh, it looked like they were like getting, it was getting into the good stuff about what they're going to do. And then it just all shut down. But yeah. uh, so no, no, no comments on that yet, but I did see crimes of the future yesterday. Uh, I have my thoughts about the movie, uh, but talking about Oscar stuff. The score by Howard Shore was fantastic. Where is it? Where is it? Release it, Neon. Where's the score? I, I check every five minutes. I don't understand. It just really, like, really felt like the tone of Cronenberg. It, it was just so, it complimented the movie so well. I felt like it was just, and we'd heard a little bit of it in the trailer, but it felt seen in the movie over the credits and stuff was, it was just great. Um, and so my main thing from that movie is Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Wait, do you like her in it? Oh, she's fantastic. I yeah. think her entire career has been built into this performance and people That's that don't get right. people she that don't get it are that TikTok dialogue, like the girls that get it, get it. And the ones who don't, don't. Because yeah. if you don't get it, goodbye. Well, I mean, <laughs> everybody in it is good. They're all pretty good. But she gives such a strange, interesting performance. Like every time she wasn't on screen, I was wanting to see more of her. I wanted to go back and give, get more of her. And you don't get a ton of her in the movie, but even her voice that she's doing, like it's just such weird choices, but they're all so very good for Cronenberg in this part as the organ registrar or whatever. Yeah, it's, I think if they had some imagination, they would go for Kristen Stewart, but I mean, it's still early, but she's I hope brilliant. some critics groups do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bet that's her best chance actually. Yeah, yeah. she's great in it. And Adriano, have you seen, I know you said you've watched some TV, so have you seen more of that? Uh, you can maybe touch on a little bit of that as well. Uh, I mean, I can, I can, I mean, I, I'll talk briefly about TV because I do have some movies and things I want to do bring up quickly. But I will say, um, if you're following the Emmys, I, I will say Barry is every week, Barry is kind of lurking up to my like, oh God, I think that's going to win spot over Ted Lasso. 
Um, and I hope so. just, and just think about that. Barry and Ted Lasso. I know. Like two completely But you know what's so funny though? It's like this season of Ted Lasso was also like a departure from just straight up happy comedy. Like it got pretty heavy. And Mm. it's so funny that like every week Barry's getting heavier. And I'm just like, even our comedies aren't funny. Like, I know. But I did think last week's Barry was like one of the funniest of the season. It was hysterical. The beignet thing was just. Oh yeah, the so, beignet guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, where is that place? The, the car salesman. It's not dude. real. Yeah, the car salesman. Like hilarious. I don't know. It was really funny. It, it reminded me why it's in comedy versus yeah. the rest of the season. I was like, really? Like this seems. Yeah. But yeah. love Barry. Uh, but really quickly, first of all, I will say I did not see Crown to the Future because I, well, initially because I'm a huge bitch and I can't take body horror, but then I heard it's like not that bad in terms of like goriness, but also I also heard the movie's not very good. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch it then. But I will say this morning I did see Hustle, the new uh, Adam Sandler basketball movie. Uh-oh. I'm seeing that. Not a oh. No, I meant Jacob loves Adam Sandler. so he's Oh, like- I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh and i will say it's uh it's it's pretty great and uh you know nothing new but like it's pretty pretty great movie overall and in terms of oscars i don't think i don't think sandler's gonna make that um make the distance with this but he is really great it's not the one he has to i know i know (laughs) but i i I do think it could help for that other one Mm -hmm. um but I will say, even though I won't get nominated, I really think it should be nominated for both Sandler, supporting actor for, God, I forgot his name, I feel bad because he's really good. Um, but also editing is incredible in this movie. Like there's an yeah. opening montage during the credits and it's really, really well edited. I heard I heard a lot of the basketball scenes were like super electric, which like sports oh, yeah. scenes like that, especially basketball, are like really hard to actually like capture how intense it is. Um in like in a or on screen when you're yeah. not actually watching it now i'm i'm seeing it tomorrow i'm super excited i'm seeing crimes of the future on tuesday i think i i am the same i am a baby when it comes to body horror i i remember there's a uh the trailer for i think it was drag me to hell um has i think it was that movie but she like breathes and a fly goes up her nose and i used i used to sleep with a pillow over my face because i was scared that something was gonna um just fly up my like nose while i was sleeping um so yeah i am i am as a baby as well uh for me it was that bad i didn't think it was all that bad like as far i don't i I don't think it's even like because personally i think the whole movie is i mean you can interpret it in so many ways but i think it's a commentary on the way people talk about Cronenberg's filmography. Like I thought your man, that part was like the way people speak about Cronenberg, that he does things for shock value and not for movies. And that's why I think the movie didn't have a lot of it in it. And I think like his comment about people walking out in the first five minutes, people assumed he meant body horror, but he meant how graphic that scene is in a like, moral way and I think that got lost in translation essentially because if you listen to other interviews with him he's like I don't think there's anything bad about this movie like visually he's even said like if you know someone who hasn't seen any of my movies this might be a great place to start and I was like 
I agree with that after seeing it. Like, like, have you seen any of my 80s movies? Yeah, like, and then Alamo's <laughs> programming was actually just straight up only trailers for other Cronenberg movies. Oh, and cool. I was like, this is kind of weird watching this, knowing everyone's saying it's not that bad. And then when you watch it, you're like, the fly trailer was a little more graphic than the whole movie. But I kind of liked that because it allowed the story to be its own thing without worry, like feeling like something was coming essentially. But I really loved it. And I thought the parts that were really graphic weren't like terrible. Like my husband can't watch anything slightly graphic and I know he'll watch this. So yeah. I actually have never seen a Cronenberg movie. Sorry, Kinsey. Really? Uh, so I guess this will be my intro to him. See, see, I think that's, I mean, I think it's great. And I think like, if you watch it, you might go back and watch his other films in a different way versus like, if you tried to catch up and watch a bunch of, like, you have nothing to compare it to for mm-hmm. him. So I think that's like, I think it's a great point. I was really excited. I drove past a Regal today and it said it was playing it. And I was like, what is happening? No, That is so it. bizarre. <laughs> I saw it in the giant, they were showing the giant RPX theater and there were seven of us and that's a huge theater. Nobody was there. Amazing. Yeah, but um, it did make me want to go, like what you said about going back because after it was over, I kind of wanted to watch Crash again. Yeah. And it's nowhere to be found. It's not streaming. You can't find it anywhere. It's yeah, I, I own it on Criterion, but like oh. I only have one HDMI cable. So I go back and forth between my computer and my TV when I want to watch a Blu-ray and like, it's so funny that you really can't find it anywhere. Like nice. it's, but I, but I highly recommend the Criterion. Like highly, highly. Even though the sale just ended, but still recommend. But Adriano, they, they'll have their half off soon. Yeah, soon again. Adriano, Better Call Saul. What? Where? How far in are you? I'm for, so the way I'm watching a lot of these shows and catching up on is going season by season. So like I watch season of Better Call Saul, then I watch season of Stranger Things, and yet again, and then like a mini series in between because I'm very behind. Better Call Saul, my God, loving it. I'm four seasons in, I should mention. I'm okay. ended four, season four this morning uh, before I watched Hustle. And um, yeah, I'm really loving it. I like, because I'm, I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. And um, I love, for one, I love like the slower pacing. Like usually that would kind of bother me, but like for this, I kind of like how this is a lot more slower paced than Breaking Bad. I think it works so much more. Um, for this kind of story i i love jonathan banks i was like two episodes into season four where i was like wait what the raya seahorn was never nominated for this why insane that's insane. absurd that is absurd especially with for, with the fourth season mm-hmm. yeah no i really i really love it like not just as a breaking bad fan but just as like just as compelling television goes i'm just it's just really really entertaining and smart and like kind of tragic in a way yeah i love it so much i get really sad that um it's like the whole John Hamm at the Emmys. Like he was always competing against Brian Cranston. So he always lost mm-hmm. for Don Draper until Breaking Bad ended. And there was like I, a I, window. Bob Odenkirk will not have that problem next year. Yeah. That's what, I keep, that's what I keep. Ozark's done. Like. Or Jason Bateman. He's not going to win either. Uh, well, he won for directing already. So yeah. I'm hoping maybe that's where Rhea can pull off a win because she directed an episode this Part A, part one, part A. Part one, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I don't really- She directed an episode, so I wonder if they'll submit it because it's a lot of people's favorite from this part of what just aired, so. Possibly then. 
But I do know that last week's Barry, I will personally be submitting on behalf of HBO and Bill Hader. Um, Listen, for the Oscars. I literally say- for Oscars best live action short, that freeway sequence, I was like, I drive on this freeway. I don't understand how they did this. And then watching that feature at the Jacobs I made this morning, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, Bill Hader is a madman. And speaking of Jason Bateman, both of them, I really want them both to direct like a not like a horror but like a thriller a thriller with more i don't know like i just think they both are so great with tension and i've kind of been on edge for barry tonight since last week so yeah i will say after after watching that like freeway scene the bike chase i was just like oh okay so bill Hader is winning at least two emmys this year literally yeah they i sent i'll send it to you guys too but i sent kenzie a featurette that um that Bill Hader did, and he said, like, they actually had cars and they were crossing, like, through all the cars, uh, doing that whole scene. Like, there was no like graphics put in or anything, like, they did that whole thing I, in the middle of it. And I could weirdly tell while watching it, too. Like, mm-hmm. I could, like, kind of tell it was natural. Yeah, it made it more intense to me. So, I because I rewatched that at least that part of it after the thing Jacob sent. Um, it's it's so crazy. I'm sorry to Top Gun, but that was more impressive to me. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. I don't know anyone. I only relied on Nicole Ackman to be on my opinion <laughs> with Top Gun and um, she liked it. So. Um, speaking of Top Gun, that I guess is the movie I saw uh, in IMAX. Um, and I will be realistic Unlike a lot of people, Tom Cruise is not going to win his Oscar for this. Um, <laughs> he'd be lucky. To, he'd be lucky to even like come close. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'd be like, like to a nod. I mean, uh, I think I... he. I think he. He personally should win the stunt SAG award, but yeah. Um, but no, not happening. Um, but I will say, I would be. I mean, of course, I think Lady Gaga's in. I don't know if she wins, but I think she's definitely I personally in. can see a world where she gets left off. I am a huge Lady Gaga fan. I could care less for the song. It sounds like, I don't know if anyone here is aware of her music, but when she was filming A Star is Born, she headlined Coachella, and that's how they filmed stuff at Coachella and Stagecoach. And um, she had this song that came out when she was at Coachella, called The Cure, and essentially everyone knows it was a Star is Born reject song, like they never used it in the movie. And I really think that this song was like that and they just, her and Hans Zimmer worked on like the background music. It fits in with that. I don't think it's a good song. I I also don't like the way it's used in the movie. I like the way the score like complements the song throughout the movie, but I don't think the song is good and I think it's, forgettable and it um, sounds like someone was like write an 80s song she's like i have lyrics can we just make a ballad for the background and i forgot about it to be honest with you and i love her is I it like her. a valley song that does it come in real late or is it like- i don't even want to say i just think okay. that they use it really well like the score which like she worked on so i think that's great but like i liked the score better than the song and i was oh, expecting I was really expecting to like, because Eric Anderson 
also doesn't really like the song. And I was talking to him and I was like, hopefully I like it better in the movie. And he was like, you won't. Like, he was like, I don't know. And then I saw the movie and I was like, what? Like, I thought it was gonna be this big grand thing. And I was let down. I kept well, waiting. They were in planes and I was like, the song, song, song. And the one thing I, I can say, I can't lock it in, but I do think editing is very, very high up the list, especially. I think when it comes sound to like is more likely. Yeah. Editing. I'm, but the way the academy like operates and how it's like, either it's, it's like, either getting an editing song and then sound or like just sound. I think the effects is in the realm. Oh, visual effects, yeah. But I'm really curious how they would do that at the Bake Off if he's so yeah on one about it being like practical yeah. and how many things they yeah, really did because that could really hurt it, which so is why I, I think I with, forgot that. With editing, because I've heard that a couple times, I think with the way the Academy is towards movies that they aren't nominated for Best Picture, because I, I don't think this is going near that. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> nope, just I, thinking realistically. Yeah, I, I think that, like, you know, we look at someone like Baby Driver or Tick, Tick, Boom, or, which weren't, when I mean, Tick, Tick, Boom, at least that was close to picture. You know, they weren't nominated for picture, but they're nominated for editing. Baby Driver, I think we all know why that was nominated. And Tick, Tick, Boom was very, had, like, a very manic, like, quick pace in the entire film. Top, Top Gun is very incredibly, incredibly well edited, especially during that third act. But it's not, like, showy, you know what I mean? It's not like, mm-hmm. that's not like Baby Driver where it's in your face in a good way um that it can get in without picture so i i don't buy editing at all i buy i buy sound for sure and song other than that i think the i'm not gonna lie i think people are hyping the oscar chances up a little bit too much and i'm saying this as someone who loves this movie and this is my second favorite movie of the year and that's um, another thing i think we need to get past is like the whole it doesn't have to be an oscar movie no to be it a can good just movie. be a good movie mm-hmm. yeah like i didn't like it but i think personally because i don't see all these marvel movies so i just think people are desperate for no offense i don't mean that in a mean way i don't mean that in a mean way oh my god i think people are like desperate for like something different because marvel follows a formula it seems like so i feel like people are like oh my god this is so good because it's not in that formula even though it's not groundbreaking in any yeah. way. Like, I mean, I know they did things that are like incredibly cool behind the scenes and it's really exciting all the things they really did and what they did practical versus VFX. But like, I just like, it's fine to just be a great movie. It doesn't have to be a five-time Oscar nominee to mean anything. Like look at its box office. Look how much it dipped this weekend. Like, or how yeah. little it dipped this weekend. Like, it's like, that is impressive. That's enough. I don't, and you know what? Like, instead of this whole conversation about him getting in for best actor, why don't you already just tip your hand and be like, let's get him an honorary like this year? Because like, they're currently having the conversations about it. And- He just won the honorary palm, you know? Yeah, and if like, people can still win off Oscars that. and then go yeah. get more Oscars after. Yeah, like, it's like, not saying like, it's a capper it's just like it's kind of like you're appreciating him while he's still doing all this and who knows Mm -hmm. what that would inspire him to do next or honestly he could use that platform to campaign harder for there to be a stunt category like i just think 
that is what I would do if I was his manager or something mm-hmm. versus them being like the best act. Like, what are you, what are you talking? I have, I just looked up my list. I have 24 names on this list and not one of them is Tom Cruise. Well, for actor? Yeah. Like not I, I, one of them is Tom Cruise. I, I don't even know how you watch that movie and that crosses your mind. You know what I mean? And then mm. that's all due respect. And he's, he's so great. good. He is he's really good at it. I was watching it and I was like, this is why he's Tom Cruise. Like I, like I get it. Like mm. I don't see all his movies, but I get it. But I wasn't like best actor of the year. What are you talking about? And like, also just, and not to throw complete shade, but like the tweet that we are referencing and why we're talking about this, <laughs> the comparisons make zero sense at when all. I saw, when I saw Training Day in the tweet, I was like, do I want to know what the rest of this says? I know. <laughs> like, it was like Training Day in all caps, Tom Cruise in all caps. I was like, do I want to continue reading? Like, I think well, the English language read- was a mistake. I know. Um, but... But uh, speaking of Oscars movies, uh, getting into news, it was a pretty dry week. Um, But there was the big news of Netflix saying they're going to stop greenlighting their quote-unquote expensive vanity projects such as The Irishman. Um, Anybody have any thoughts on that, Adriano? I think, listen, if you want to save money, that's fine. But it's like, you know, you're going to use the Irishman as your example. Like that's you. Can you imagine, can you imagine like your, your streaming service is starting to go down and you're blaming Martin Scorsese on it. It's like, really funny considering like we're about to get another streaming services, original Martin Scorsese movie. That's like what, 200 million. Like what? It like, also he, like, it's, it, it worries me because that's something to like, okay. Think of, um, Think of Roma mm-hmm. and Alfonso Cuaron came out and said there was no distributor that would have put Roma, a slow moving, you know, Mexican film in black and white in theaters. And I know Netflix didn't do that, but they gave them the chance to actually be in theaters and be seen by the public audience. Same thing with the Irishman. Like, I don't know of any studio that would have taken that same chance on the Irishman that netflix did and so it kind of like alienates these great directors because you know how spielberg's talked about um streaming services and it's like if he ever did want to get into that game if he saw the money in it if he saw the accolades that were at least nominated from it it's like oh well they said that they don't want to do this anymore so i'm going to go to apple i'm going to go somewhere else where i can make that kind of movie the movie that i want to make and have them distribute it and not worry about if they're going to basically throw me under the bus if it like quote unquote fails. I just, well, I think one, it kind of proves Steven Spielberg was right. I don't actually yeah. think all of his comments were taken out of context and he didn't really mean it the way everyone's interpreting it. But I think like, it's just wild to use the Irishman as an example as a vanity project because it's like, not a vanity project um that's, they literally spent how much money on red notice like yeah, yeah and then it's like what it's getting two sequels like i don't know one person that actually watched that that's not like i had to review it like no one was excited about that like come on <laughs> Although I, and I do wanna... oh, go ahead. then like 
I think the numbers are like Disney's like Hulu package has like 200 something million subscribers and Netflix has like 220 or something. So I'm like, you're not even the juggernaut you used to be to be saying things like this. And the thing mm -hmm. that like stood them apart from others was I can watch Mank, which by the way, was a vanity project. I love Mank, I'm a Mank defender. But if you're gonna say vanity project about a movie that's a Netflix original from a director like that, you're gonna go, that, that's the one to go with. Or but honestly, I, just, I love this movie, but honestly, go with like a don't look up, which more people aren't a fan of, even though I don't agree. Like, go with something like that. That was a lot of money. That's a vanity. That caused so much money. That movie, like, sure, got a Best Picture nomination. But if you look at it with something like Roma, if you probably broke down a percentage of people that watched Roma versus the percentage of people that watched Don't Look Up and liked it, like, the percentage of people that liked Roma and watched it was way higher than the percentage of people that watched Don't Look Up and don't like didn't like it. Like, everyone I know who watched Roma, like, liked it and admired it for something at least versus like don't look up it alienated a lot of people like a lot of people just straight up absolutely hated it myself included but i just think that movie was like let's it's that typical let's just put a lot of names on a poster they spent a bunch of money on it and i don't think it like panned out for them like in the same sense something like roma or the irishman which sure didn't win any oscars but the irishman it like it has a legacy feel to it. It like yeah. like if you talk about something that was like a moment, I feel like that is something. Whereas don't look up like most of us will forget about it in five years. Like I never think about the movie ever. Whereas other Netflix like direct like high toddy director projects like I do think about like people tear on Mank all the time, but like why are they still talking about it then? Mm -hmm. And it got a cinematography Oscar. Like, get, 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 get. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just think this is like such a horrible move. Personally, I canceled Netflix and I'll get it back again when like Oscar season comes around and there's more movies to watch. But after Ozark, I was like, I don't really use this for anything other than it's the last place I look when I'm looking for mm -hmm. something to watch. And their originals don't really do it for me. Like, sure, I loved Ozark, but that's over. And then I don't really watch anything else on it. Yeah. I so just, I, I don't think they're, I think this is the wrong move. And I don't know if they really wanted us to know all this information, but it's just wild to put all your money on Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, no, yeah. I think like Netflix should do. And it's something that it's the reason HBO is kind of like the undisputed king of originals. It's why it's what Apple's doing. And it's slowly becoming like up there is Netflix should just like kind of prioritize quality over just making 20 tall girl movies in a year. So that's it's, what they said they're going to do in that article, right? Okay, I'll give them the benefit of the but doubt. But I mean, like they're just... What you're saying is what I think in the sense that like Apple, Apple, by the way, is going to be the one that's like the streaming king at the end of all of this. Mm -hmm. But because like they have movies and HBO movies qualify as Emmys. But um, like Apple's really good at like the quality and how little they put out and it's growing towards yeah. being something where Netflix has, I'm pretty sure that Hollywood Reporter article was like, they're focusing on like, they're gonna have a $20 million movie versus two $10 million movies. And that's great, but like what kind of $20 million movie? Yeah. The Bubble? 
like yeah like and you could you could probably argue that a lot of their major money makers could have been potentially made for less i mean you could argue that the irishman probably could have been made for a little bit less than what it was mm-hmm. um with all that so I, technology though yeah yeah true. but netflix also kind of gave Scorsese a blank check Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, I feel and like I think that was one of the issues. They were like, hey, like, let us know how much you need. And I mean, if someone gives me a blank check, I'm going to inflate it a little bit. Um, yeah. And so I think I definitely think like there's there is a world where they can. Um, I mean, like Apple did what last year? They went to Sundance. They saw Coda. They saw the reaction. They paid a measly 25 million for it and one best picture. And I think there's stuff that Netflix can do to replicate that. They have to just be willing to actually look for that kind of work. And they have to be also willing to put their movies in theaters. And I think that's another thing that's holding Netflix back by a lot is they're not at this point willing to put their movies in theaters. I mean, Apple TV plus has had movies in theaters. Code has been in theaters and in regal theaters and not like, I assume that Apple is already negotiating for Martin Scorsese's next mm-hmm. movie to be in the biggest screens possible. And like, I'm sure they're already doing that. Like Amazon originals have been in theaters. I saw Suspiria they were stream- yeah. and AMC. Come on, come on. Like they don't campaign their movies, but they at least put them in theaters. <laughs> like, yeah, like I saw so- the Irishman at one of the theaters that Netflix orig- eventually purchased. And I know a lot of people in New York did the same thing. Like they saw like Marriage Story and whatnot at the Paris theater that Netflix bought. And like, I don't think you should rely on owning your own theaters, especially now that like theaters are doing so well again, like you should capitalize on partnering with these theaters that already exist. And like, it's amazing that they're helping keeping small one screen theaters in business, but they're also just buying them. Like they're not just supporting them. They're just purchasing them which is very i don't know how i feel about it like like let's take let's take hustle where you've got adam sandler one of the most profitable stars still working and you've got one of the if not the biggest sport well second biggest sport in america in a week where nothing really came out i mean other than crimes of the future was probably like the quote-unquote big release of the week um a week after top gun just broke records people are definitely willing to go back to the theaters why not put this in for a week before jurassic world dominion comes out next week give them that chance well, wasn't to be like, it in hey. theaters it was in like it was how they always do it where it's in like smaller well, like, yeah this one was yeah. more limited than usual because like there's a was theater it? oh yeah because there was a there's a theater in toronto uh, that usually like the tip light box uh, that plays. And they um, have crimes of the future. They have crimes of the future, but they also play like the Netflix, like re- like the limited Netflix releases. Like they had Apollo Eleven and a Half. They had um, you know, they had Don't Look Up. They had Lost Daughter and all that. Hustle's not there. Mm-hmm. That is so weird because it's I feel weird. like if you were just like someone offline and you were checking movie times and you didn't know what Hustle was but saw Adam Sandler, you'd be like, let's go. Like, And Sandler gets audiences. There's a reason why Netflix keeps working with him. Like, He's consistently one of their most profitable names. I mean, he he, he made A24. Uh, 
he gave A24 records and granted probably the most walkouts A24 is no uh, some of the most walkouts A24 seen but mm-hmm. you know they broke records with them yeah. uh they got him in theaters and they people for whatever it was said oh it's an Adam Sandler movie I'm gonna go see it in theaters yeah it feels I like didn't. in Nashville and Jacob you can correct me if I'm wrong on this but it feels like it's very sporadic like occasionally you'll see a netflix movie show up and probably at belcourt which is our small mm-hmm. independent theater but a lot of them like i i don't think lost daughter ever played in a theater here no nope. you sure yeah i don't know it's just like several of them just get lost like they're not at all part of the theater they uh yeah no last year i think i don't know if they really played any of them last year at the belcourt no, um I know Hustle right now is playing at the Malco, but I think they only have one or two showtimes. Oh, okay. Um, but that, I mean, that's still, that's don't, not don't even. Don't Look Up did the same thing. Did. I remember it played at that also. Don't Look Up did. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, I think Netflix is missing a big opportunity of kind of getting their films seen more. And that also could be a way they get more, you know, best picture nominations and or wins is by I, having people actually see the movie. I yeah. do feel like them not becoming the first streaming service to invest picture is part of the reason this conversation mm-hmm. oh, is going yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, it, it's yeah. eating them alive. And it's just wild. <laughs> and they were and they were second place too. That's a, yeah. yeah There's like forget the whole thing. Yeah. Like it's just wild that that happened, and now they're like we're gonna focus on Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I know they didn't say that, but event like that's that's we what it says. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like. I don't know. It's the way they they kind of brag essentially about like saving the rom com, and I'm like, you made it a streaming only option, whereas like that's not saving it. Like that mm-hmm. used to be what people went to theaters for, and they don't put those movies in theaters. So I'm like, you're not even giving them the chance to be successful again. Mm-hmm. And it's like you see, The Lost City did so well, and it's like there is a possibility for it to do well. You're just not investing in it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very weird what they're doing. I don't understand what they're doing. And then all I see is them firing people, primarily people and women of color. And it's just exhausting to see that going on and then see them being like, we're going to invest in Ryan Reynolds. And I'm like, I, I, I don't understand the game plan here. Like, I don't. I understand investing in Adam Sandler and Knives Out, but like the gray man, like, can someone explain to me why that is... What, what what is going on here? Like also, I saw is this. Is this what uh, happened from like not rewarding Ryan Gosling? He's like, I'm just gonna do this shit. Like, I just don't. I don't get it. I I'm lost. Yeah, I agree. Um, piggybacking off that whole thing, uh, when it comes to the Oscar race, uh, is there anything from the first five months of the year? I guess we could do five in a week since we're a week into June. Um, is there anything from the first five-ish months of the year that was not released at festivals. So we won't talk anything like decision to leave. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll keep my cha-cha real smooth talk for 12 more days. That's all we need. Which I'd sing in two weeks in a theater. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Anything from the first five months that we feel has a shot at Oscars. I'll let Scott go first. Um, I feel like there's one very obvious and then kind of filling in the blanks. Yeah. So you mean Tom Cruise, best actor. <laughs> <laughs> Scott go first. Maybe, um, 
best song Lady Gaga. Um, my favorite performance of the year so far, and it's in a movie I didn't really like that much, but Pedro Pascal in a unbearable way to massive talent, I thought was just phenomenal. Like he is so funny in that movie and almost mm-hmm. saves the movie. <laughs> like it's, I think the movie's okay, but like he's like really great in that movie. And I just, and of course they don't nominate comedic performances that much, but sometimes in supporting, so maybe he'd have a shot, I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, I was a big fan of After Yang. I don't know how, what kind of shot it has, but you have three great performances right there with Colin Farrell, Jodie Turner-Smith. Their relationship in that movie is great. The way they, they're just, their roles are terrific. And then uh, Justin Min playing, you know, Yang and giving a lot of humanity to that character essentially a robot um i so there's a movie that i saw it when i was in new york and i don't know if you guys know but it's called montana story y'all know about this movie Mm-mm. the name sounds so, roughly familiar it's not really like it got a terrible release here in nashville it's playing at one theater uh, and it's not even yeah it's just it's not even the bell court it's just like i think it's playing it's playing like green hills regal somewhere or something like that just yeah. for a week and then it's like going away but it's got um Haley Lou Richardson is the star of it. And then Owen Teague, they're, they play brother and sister. And it's just like this really intense family drama it takes place in Montana. And there's just like gorgeous cinematography of Montana landscapes and everything. But it's like, it's really good. And they're great in it. I've liked Haley Lou Richardson for a long time, speaking of after Yang. And uh, that would be one that's just on a, like wishful thinking for me. I was like, I would love if they would, but they're not going to see it, unfortunately. But I mean, it's a great movie to check out. Um, of course, everything, everywhere, all at once. You've got a lot of nominations coming from that. Hopefully, actress, actors, supporting actress, uh, editing, you know, all that stuff. So one last one that's not going to happen is Zoe Kravitz for Kimmy. She's great in that movie. I she love played, Kimmy. She plays anxiety. As somebody who's very anxious, she plays it very well and very convincingly. So, oh, and one more from uh, Kinsey's favorite movie, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II in Ambulance. <laughs> Is a that's a great performance, I think. He shows up Jake Gyllenhaal, in my opinion. I don't know, that herpes line just sent me into outer space. <laughs> I was like, I I saw that. And the clip. drone shots brought you back down. Yeah. I don't even know. Jacob goes, Have you gotten to the drone shots? I was like, the whole movie. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> have you gotten to the drone shots? Yeah, I started the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a best movie that gets straight to the point i was like why is the bank robbery like within 10 minutes of mm-hmm. starting <laughs> uh, best straight to the point oscar that's a good one all right kenzie any anything from you well i also really loved after yang and i would love if we could get it into adapted screenplay i think mm-hmm. it was just so be- it's my number one movie of the year so far still um the Northman for sound would be like next level to me because I just rewatched it at home because it's on Peacock and it still plays really well, the sound. I think it's so well done and it blew me away in the theater because I didn't really like the movie at first, but the sound was incredible to me. Um, my boy, Richard Linklater, Apollo 10 and a half animated feature. I think it is so cool, so inventive, and I love, I'm not an animated movie person, but I thought it was so emotional and just really well done. And then, listen, Crimes of the Future, makeup and hairstyling and score, but also X, my number two movie of the year, 
makeup and hairstyling. Let's do it. When I realized who was playing the old lady, my mind was just blown to pieces. I did not realize until I, I didn't know. I didn't know until I Googled it at the end. I was like looking stuff up about it. And I was like, who is this old lady? Never seen her before. And I was like, I have. Um, incredible work. Incredible work. I wish I, I wish it wasn't A24 because I feel like they could piggyback off Suspiria not getting in and just like figuring out a way. I feel like the Bake Off would be really incredible with that, just seeing how they did it all. And then um, the Batman, which will obviously get a makeup nomination. Um, I mean, it's deserved, but it's just like disappointing yeah. that that's so obvious and something like X isn't. But I also think the Batman for sound would be so well-deserved because that car chase scene, I just, wow. And then um, the Batman for score also, I don't think it'll happen, but I think it's so great. And it really just like stands out and shows you that you can get a beautiful piece of music like that from somewhere you don't expect it typically. So I haven't really been a fan of any movies this year. I keep tweeting that like I, I've been so disappointed and I was so thankful. I loved Crimes of the Future because that was like a rough run and I will be the opposite of Ricky who is not here campaigning against Tom Cruise and Top Gun. I feel like you after Yang is the only one I've given like four and a half to. I after Yang is because I didn't like everything everywhere all at once. Oh I like that but. (laughs) Uh, But after Yang is the way I feel like that everyone else feels about everything. I Everything Did you- didn't affect me whatsoever. After Yang, I cried my entire walk home. I was like, that you movie saw, messed you saw me it up. The you did see it in a theater? Yeah, I actually saw it the Thursday before the Batman came out. And I remember being like, oh, I'm going to see that Colin Farrell movie tonight. And everyone was like, the Batman? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, but- I saw it in a theater here. And yeah, I, I think that really improves the experience of it. Like it's just... There's yeah, because it's, it's not yeah. a movie you can like do other things while you're watching. Yeah, it wouldn't and have the same effect. And, yeah, it kind of washes over you. Yeah. And of course, the dance sequence on a and credit sequence on a big screen is awesome. On too. a big screen, really loud, just amazing. I showed it to my husband on Showtime and he was like, I don't get it. And I was like, yeah. okay, goodbye. <laughs> like, divorce. Goodbye. But goodbye. yeah, I loved After Yang. Adapted screenplay will never happen, but I will be there to shout it out. I do think it might get some critics love um, mm-hmm. for the performances maybe, but I, I don't think it, it, it came out so early. It's A24 and it was on Showtime at the same time. It, it has a, it has vibes of a movie I wanted to get Oscar love last year that didn't, that wasn't A24 Showtime release, The Humans. The humans. Um, it does have really similar, like yeah, maybe it it'll get in that. for this. Yeah. I mean, The human sound I'll never forgive, but what else? No. Yes. <laughs> Um, and Adriano, anything that you've seen and you want to shout out? Um, for like the first five months, I think we kind of know what the obvious one from the first five months is because you know, it keeps on kind of growing in momentum. I'm, of course, referring to Morbius. Um, <laughs> Morbid time, it's morbid, morbid time. time. <laughs> the but way I, mean, I avoided all these memes until this week when everyone was like, Your goddamn memes put it back in theaters. I was like, What memes? Like, I'm just. <laughs> Because I have Jared Leto muted, like his name. Mm-hmm. No. So I've missed everything. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, like- yeah, no. Um, but, you know, I'm always referring to everything everywhere all once. I think, you know, from one, that's just my favorite movie of the year. But also I think it's just momentum has only gained since it's come out like more than two months ago. 
I'm any concern I've had is kind of slowly br- been brushed away. And yeah, I'm hoping for a lot of things for a screenplay, editing, supporting actor, which I think actually can win, and then lead actors and all the picture and director, all that stuff. Um, other stuff that I would like to see, uh, very underrated movie. I would love to see the it won't, but I love to see the outfit get some recognition for uh original screenplay and also uh Mark Rylance and Lee because he's really, really good in it. Um uh, you know, the Batman, I would love to see get some stuff. Obviously, he's going to get some tech stuff, but I'd love to see, like, even though it won't happen, like, adapt screenplay or, like, supporting actor for Paul Dano. Um, the Northman is one of my favorites of the whole year. It's, I love that movie, and they should be getting nominated in every single category. What about the Northman for production design? I would love to see it. Is it so mm-hmm. historically accurate? Like, wouldn't that yep. be so cool? Like, I mean, I, any nomination for the Northman, I'd be like, yeah, it, it deserved it. It's like anything, literally anything. I will say I would put my full body behind Nicole Kidman yeah. in The Northman. And I know her Oscar clip would be very spoilery, but we all know yeah. what it would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or I'd love to see Alexander Starsgard get nominated or any Taylor Joy or really any tech at all. I none of them I don't think I can't think of a single tech at the moment where I'd be like, oh really? Um what else did I really like to see? Oh, I, I you know, this is really small rom-com on Amazon called uh, I Want You Back. I'd love to see an original screenplay not for that because I really, it's like, it's generic and obvious. But is that the one with funny. Charlie Day? Yes, that's the one. I really, I thought it was really, really funny and like, it, it feels familiar and fresh at the same time. Um, uh, What else did I really like this year? Um, that's all the movies I like this year. Now, um, <laughs> uh, mine would be two, mo- three movies. And also, you, uh, Kenzie already mentioned, it, but also X is awesome, and a makeup nod should absolutely be happening. I literally can't stop thinking about X because I just have been so disappointed this year. But X would be like the best. Like, I feel like if it came out in October, I could really like essentially feel people putting their weight behind it for makeup. But also the editing is so good. Mm-hmm. And I know that like action movies are what we think of as like the the best picture nom that doesn't make it into editing or that does make it into editing that's not a best picture nominee. But it would be so cool if horror movies had that weight behind it. I know they like hate mm-hmm. horror movies and whatnot, but like the editing in horror movies is always so great, but it is so good in X. Like it does this great job of just like, transporting you back to the 70s and the 80s where this movie's like inspired from and I just also listen Kid Cudi I don't know anything about him like as a musician but he is so good in this movie like I know it is not a performance anyone would ever talk about but I'm just hoping there's one critics group that's like best supporting actor Kid Cudi because it'd be so deserved I thought he was so funny in it and so good and I love I feel like he's a himbo kind of in the movie. He's silly. I just, I don't know. I love him. I I loved him in that movie. I just love that movie. It's my number two movie of the year. Sorry to the Batman. Um, for me, I I agree with everything everywhere. And I think I think one of the reasons people are talking so much about Top Gun Maverick getting Oscar love is because of how actually little there's been released in the first five months that actually feel like they have Oscar potential. And of course, Top Gun isn't going to get 
much Oscar love, but I think that does help everything everywhere's chance when it comes down to it because it I mean it still is in theaters and it still is making money and it's been making money since like what March like early March it's late on, February it's it it's available on demand this week right yes I think so yeah um I'm watching the theaters one more time one more, and one so more. yeah my theater and we lost it and then or yeah we lost it and then got it back because there was nothing releasing and they were like, Hey, people are still seeing this movie, put it back in. Um, so I think that does have a good chance to make it down the line. Um, I think if I will say if Chippendale rescue Rangers, wasn't a Disney plus original, I think a VFX nomination could be possible in the same thing. The El Catan theater here. Oh, it did. No, I'm asking. Does anybody know? I I don't think it's eligible because I think it's kind of an Emmy player for uh yeah, Jack. that's what I was saying. If it wasn't a Disney like but plus like original. did it release at like one theater here? Um, if it did. What did it say it on Wikipedia or something? I'll just say if it did release in the theater, I think a VFX nom could be really cool with the blending of animation 2D animation, 3D animation, literally blending in the same. Uh, body at times um i think that movie that is everyone has been saying it that's how space jam 2 should have been that's how you use ip to make it funny and satirical and truly enjoyable i haven't had when it comes to pure fun i don't think i've had that much fun watching a movie this year um some of the most insane characters i've seen in my entire life and getting away with all of it because it's basically like hey, we're making fun of everything. That's why I also feel like Disney ultimately was like, no, we're not putting this in like a wide release was because, oh, we're just making fun of Disney properties and every other property known to man. Um, Apollo 10 and a half, like Kenzie said, I love it so much. I absolutely adored it. It's my favorite, one of my favorite eras, one of my favorite just moments in history involving the space race uh just absolutely incredible um what else i know kenzie didn't like it but rory kinnear was incredible in men no i did like him in that movie i just oh, think yeah. that movie was they're yeah. bad they're both yeah. great in that movie i didn't like oh, the movie Buckley's they're amazing. both really good in it yeah um, i do love the score though i listen to it a lot it's so good if uh if you have seen emergency there's two fantastic lead performances i gotta get to that um the way i saw in theaters not knowing it was an amazon movie and was gonna be on amazon yeah uh and then i guess the last one for me that i would really love let's get j-lo her oscar nom after you know what's so crazy? Putting she, her under the bus. She's not even listed as a songwriter, like on any of the songs. So even if it got oh like an oh, original shit. song nom, it, she wouldn't be part of it. It's hilarious to that. me. I think she has some, but not any of the good ones. Like because I saw like five listed that mm-hmm. she wasn't a songwriter, even well, co-writer. Never mind. <laughs> Am I the only one that doesn't think everything everywhere is? You know what? You know what it for me. What it was was the first time I saw it, I liked it, but I wasn't like I, I 
I was like, I don't really get why I'm not. But does everybody think it's getting in for like? Oh. I think, okay, so I don't, I think it honestly, if it's smart, I love Michelle Yeoh and I think that is like a great narrative, but I think Kihai Kwan, yeah. I think his narrative is head and shoulders above anything else. Mm-hmm. They could, using the whole you know how he stepped away from acting for years he finally came back and this is first performance back since short round get him in um get him in q a's with steven spielberg have steven spielberg do a q a for this movie um i think if they're smart they would ride the coattails of him almost in the same way that coda did with troy kutzer i mean they had the whole cast but it was really, you know, leaning the Troy through show. Troy. Um, I and think so that- I think I think if they do that, plus knowing that they have already come out and said that this is going to be their biggest push later in the year. Um, so I they do say, think- if that, I feel like they have so many movies, they're not going to know what to do. Like, I, I just think they have so many mm-hmm. that, and then like, if that Jennifer Lawrence, Brian Terry Henry movie comes out, like I feel like that's gonna be their narrative. So it's funny, it's funny you bring that up because um, because like apparently, because after 2019, when they completely fumbled with the farewell and then stopping like too late to start focusing on uncut gems, they completely fucked that up. And then last year, where I couldn't tell you what they were thinking last year. It yeah. really feels like, and they did, they did not get Minari in on them. They got Minari. Minari got itself in. Oh yeah, yeah. Minari. I mean, it, it, Alan Kim got Minari. Yes, <laughs> it, it was kind of it, it was kind of that because they did put Stephen Young's face everywhere. Um, but from what I'm hearing, A24 does hear like what what they have with everything everywhere all once, and I think what they need to do is just focus on that, and also, but they also do have. Brendan Fraser, but I think if they just focus on him for the whale, they could actually like nail it with everything everywhere and then also Brendan. So I have everything everywhere in 16th place in my best picture lineup. Mm. And then I think I at this have... point it's gotta be on your radar, you know. Well, I mean that is on my radar because yeah, I exactly. have like I have like 47 movies listed. So I, I moved it up. I'm not I'm not a nightmare. But I have, I, uh, proving I am a nightmare, I have 27 people ahead in supporting actor. I think it's ultimately going to have to be, because I think, I don't think that that is a bad guess right now. I still think putting everything everywhere up, like towards the top, I don't think it's a winner in any of the categories. I think that's a lot of hope dicting, but I think it will depend if it can you know, stand the test of time when A24 starts re-pushing it and everything I feel like, like they should put it back in IMAX in like August, yes. September mm-hmm. when like people start getting like right before Venice or even right after Venice, like, because I feel like there will be conversations about all these other movies we're getting first viewings mm-hmm. of and people are putting out reviews. And I just feel like it'd be a great time to keep it in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I also, I'm just like, it's the thing I'm worried about with like a lot of movies is this year we have a Martin Scorsese movie, a Steven Spielberg movie, like Sam Mendes and Damien Chazelle. And I just Avatar. feel like 
Yeah. It's just so many big, big names that I'm just Mm -hmm. like, because there's this whole conversation of is Avatar going to repeat with Oscar nominations? Is it going to do not as much because it's a sequel and it's been so long? And I just feel like things like that are going to take over once people start seeing Avatar, once we get the Fablemans, once we get all these other things we're like on edge for that A24 is going to get lost in the mix because they get lost in the mix when this stuff isn't happening. Like, it's like, you're telling me the first movie Joaquin Phoenix does after Joker just disappears. It's a Mike Mills movie. How did he disappear? Like, what happened? Like, I just, I don't trust them at all. I just think they're, they have, like, they have so many movies. I just don't. I'll never forgive them for 20th century women. But, uh, 20th century women. I'll never forgive them for it. But I was going to say, if they push it properly, though, I could even see maybe Jamie Lee Curtis in supporting, just because it's such a good comedic performance. She's so beloved in Hollywood. And I, I may be totally wrong, but has she been nominated for anything before? Never. Yeah. And I, I don't just think she'll like, get nominated because I actually, yeah, I don't, know I don't, I don't think she's far. even good. I don't even think she's good. Oh, I, I think she's her. Really good, but yeah. Okay. I just think um, there's too many. Like, yeah, and that's the other thing is with like, so, like every acting category, like it's like huge names. Like it's like big names. Like people are saying like Coleman Domingo's name is too small to be like on some of these lists. And I'm just like, like, oh, it's just too many people. I just think, I just feel like A24 is gonna like lose their footing and, mm, yeah. but I will say Coleman Domingo, I, I'm here to campaign for you if you need me to sight unseen well i've been i've been campaigning brendan fraser since since like <laughs> since like in the march <laughs> i'm a darren aronofsky girl through and through and i'm waiting until i see it mother's <laughs> <laughs> um, my number one movie of all time but i i can't i can't i can't trust him again i not apparently it's not that though that i i know someone who like no, I yeah. don't mean it like in comparable. It's Darren opening his mouth while he's doing press. It, okay. it, any hope you have for his movies, if he's campaigning. It's Brendan, Brendan might be the most charming person in the world, but he's going to have to pull out all of it. And I'm also who knows not if he'll excited for, for what? For Killers of the Flower Moon. Like oh, yeah. Doing, yeah. But I, I think, I don't even, he's not on my supporting list at all for that. Because Robert De Niro and Jesse Plum. But you know, you know, Apple's going to want to get him in front of faces. Q&A's, Leo, yeah. Leo won't be there. Leo will be there. He did once upon a time in Hollywood. He even went to one I went to, and I'm a nobody. But Brendan, Brendan Fraser will be at that Hollywood Reporter Roundtable for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. just terrified of the discourse around that movie. Like, I'm not excited for the day the first still of that movie drops. Yeah. It's going to be unbearable. Yeah. Um. Moving on, uh, con just ended. Any impact from the winners um, on the Oscar race? Any, did it solidify or not solidify, but did it further your thoughts in a specific category? Did it help um, I changed my mind on the, um, like, you know how we always get like a international director mm-hmm. in the category. I have added to my list the director of Holy Spider because Holy Spider flew up my 
I don't think it's Ali Abbasir, Ali Abbasi. Mm-hmm. Um, I that movie just sounds really interesting and so different from what I think we typically see end up as like an international director contending. Um, so I put that up there. I hadn't heard of the actress and she won Best Actress. I am confused about Triangle of Sadness because it's in English. So from what I'm hearing, original screenplay or nothing. Yeah. Uh, Especially because they'll they'll have to push Boy from Heaven, which yeah. won the screenplay, and so Sweden's uh, going to have to push Boy that. Boy from over. Heaven can be at least their international contender, mm-hmm. but other than that, like I was always going to think Song Kang Ho, and then he mm-hmm. won Best Actor, so that's crazy. But I just I have the hardest time with Can and anything with the Oscars, just because it really like very rarely has that much overlap but especially because a lot of these movies people were saying like you kind of like they're not there's not really anything that's like stuck with them mm-hmm. and i just if they're not even like having that festival hype of like it's the best movie ever and then it's like nothing like if they're not even saying that at the festival i don't really know what to think but i will say elvis <laughs> <laughs> It's either Rocket Man again, or it's like at least actor. Yeah. And then obviously, I just want to say obviously costume design because she has yes. won twice for costume design and she's won twice for production design on Boz movies. So that is like an undisputable stat. And she's been nominated every single time. So like literally the only movie she missed is Strictly Ballroom, which is upsetting because that's his best movie. But um and I think editing, from what I, I read. That yeah, it would make sense being a bad film. Yeah, because the editing in Great Gatsby, I just rewatched it and like, beautiful, beautiful. But yeah, I, like that could be our flashy like editing. No, I'm sorry to Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I definitely think, I definitely think that when it comes down to international were kind of between two movies and sadly they are from the same place and so I think South Korea has a difficult uh decision to make when it comes to a decision to leave or a uh, broker I honestly I think they both can do really well when it comes to Oscar love I feel like broker is more of that typical Oscar-y type of movie uh, from what I've seen. But Decision to Leave sounds like that classic kind of Hollywood feel. Uh, and it seems like one of the most tame things in a good way from uh, Park Chan-wook, who is very overdue for his first nomination. Uh, and so I have Park Chan-wook as my international director, but I would love to see um, Broker actually start making it up the list and especially for Song Kang Ho who should have been nominated for Parasite and wasn't um I think it would be really cool to see him get in there as well uh those are my my two big ones uh Adriano anything from you nothing not a lot changed for me after Ken like I was already considering Song Kang Ho I was already considering Butler you know what I mean I, I guess I you know kind of 
put a little bit more stock in triangle of sadness and screenplay. But like, other than that, well, not a lot for me changed mainly because I already kind of know who my international pick is going to be. And that's Alejandro Gonzalez and Iñárritu for Bardot. And so, you know, that's kind of why, you know, but Netflix yeah. is stopping their vanity projects. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I also think with him, he is like a former winner, winners, winner, multiple players. Multiple. Yeah. But like, I, I don't really count him as that pick. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because like, it's typically like a first time nominee on top of that. I, I and I honestly, yes. and I think I mean, if, I think if well, Vinterberg wasn't a nominee because it was only his movie. It wasn't. Um, oh yeah, he doesn't okay, get counted yeah, for true. it. That's true. And so I think, Which, especially if for, they make me Academy president, I will. I will get rid of that. That's such a stupid. As they should. Um, <laughs> I uh, I think especially for Park Chan Wook, it's something to where I mean, you can't go to a film class today that doesn't teach old boy. You can't watch especially a lot of action movies today, you can't watch anything that doesn't try to replicate that hallway fight scene. And um, I think Park Chan-wook is one of, if not the most influential directors of at least the past 20 years. And I think it's uh, it's a way to kind of get him that recognition that he's missed out on for so long. That's why I think if it came down to the two, especially with the amount of, things netflix has um versus some of these other places neon gets anyone in at any time for anything um and then movie might not be the biggest thing in the world but neither was janice last year with uh drive my, my car. car yeah yeah drive my car did kind of come out of nowhere so i'm like maybe thinking like oh something like is there something we're missing like from cans but yeah. i'm not really sure what that is but just yeah but you know yeah that's kind of like my overall thoughts of cans nothing really changed that i didn't i wasn't already kind of you know kind of considering separate triangle of sadness you make good points on a decision to leave but like and i i buy the possibility but again i was already kind of considering it before mm-hmm. scott anything from you i kind of you might my views didn't really change based on what, but I agree with what you just said about Park Chan-wook. That was my thought. And I, that's kind of where I'm leaning. I, you know, there's certain one, like I, I kind of wish the Academy had ever heard of James Gray or knew anything about it. <laughs> I'm excited for him again time, but they don't know who that man is and they never will. Um, uh, so I saw the trailer for 3000 years of longing the other day at one of the movies. I'm I went excited to, for that. And that looks awesome. And, it makes me wonder if it's gonna have a Mad Max Fury Road type trajectory, but you never know. George Miller. I heard it's gonna do nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. That's what I've heard too. He kind of goes back and forth sometimes. But I also am really confused by the response to that movie because some people were like, oh, it's so good. And then everyone I kind of trust was like, I'll never think about it again. And I was like, that is depressing. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is like the next tree of life. But then the ratings were like, average yeah that was that movie that like for me i was like what y'all are saying online is not what your reviews are saying Mm -hmm. like your published reviews and i have questions but i will say i mean i haven't seen the trailer in a theater yet but 
I will be seated in a theater to see that movie. Like, yeah, regardless, I'm it looks it. so fun. And I don't care. That could be like the way I'm telling people to be about Top Gun Maverick. Like that could be that movie for me. It could just be a fun movie experience. But I would love to see them have to play a clip of it at the Oscars. Not that they're fond of clips, but that like the trailer. Yeah. I'm like, can you imagine? One last thing about Canada. I thought it was kind of funny that. Elvis premiered there the same time that his real life granddaughter won on certain regard. <laughs> Riley, you know, she won. Oh, yeah. So, Does that, that movie still doesn't have distribution, right? I don't think so. I wonder if someone will do something with it. Not I'm surprised A24 but... hasn't done something with it. Yeah, I was thinking that. But it would just be like really funny if they could time the news of it with Elvis coming out and mm-hmm. then like kind of like piggyback off of Elvis' conversation. Yes. Even though she kind of like hides that she's related to him. Are y'all really nervous about Tom Hanks's performance in Elvis upcoming? I'm very. I I'm not nervous because the second a photo came out of him, I was like, "This is heart like this is Jared Leto in House of Gucci. This is Uh it's like his Lady Killers role. His his Lady Killers role again. It's just I am so I'm nervous in the sense of I think this is going to steal a SAG nomination. I mm-hmm. think this is going to ultimately steal, uh, for whatever people put into Golden Globes, I think it's going to steal a Golden Globe nomination. And I think it's going to be the movie that down the line, people are like, oh, Tom Hanks is getting these nominations. Could he get an Oscar? And Oscar morning, we wake up and we're waiting to hear if Tom Hanks's names get called and it never does. And everyone's like, oh, I told you so, whatever. And I... I think I, I don't think because I don't think Morbius is going to be that movie for Jared Leto, but well, hold I on. Think, <laughs> hang on, hang on. I think um, I think this could be that level of performance where it's kind of like, oh, who is he taking this spot from? Yeah, I don't have him on my supporting actor list. I have him on like my list of like my fifteen or whatever, but it's like. I, I was optimistic last year. but was like, I don't know if Leto's actually going to get it because I think like people were kind of, I mean, I understand there was logic behind it, but I think people were kind of predicting pessimistically when they were like, oh, Leto's getting in. Well, but that, like, and we kind of thought, it was probably like in the top 15 for Pitcher. Gucci? Yeah. I don't know about that. Like, I, I think it, it was in the 15. I, I think I think like there were a lot of categories it was in like the 10 it just didn't yeah make it, it just didn't make it in and I like I have Elvis at 17 and I think it'll move down as stuff comes out but like one it's just Boslerman is not a best picture director yeah even in an expanded category but like it's just because there's so many movies that it kind of depends how many nominations they're in the running for where I have like, like, cause I have Elvis next to everything everywhere. And then like the whale and decision to leave and next goal wins. Cause I think it's just in this bubble of like, even if it's bad, what, what makes it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what is it in the running for? But I think like Tom Hanks, he barely, barely got in for a performance and a movie that people kind of liked for um beautiful day in the neighborhood and 
Like he barely. barely yeah, that was yeah. the whole thing that week. We were like, is he gonna get in? Like it was so. I didn't question it for a second. Everybody <laughs> was. Everybody yeah. was. It was very questioned, and it's just like if he couldn't pull that off to where we were all very confident about it. A movie where like a first image, we were like, what is happening? He's <laughs> definitely not anywhere near the top for me or like he's not even on my list i totally forgot about it so i think the thing with elvis is for one butler like i don't know even if he misses i think he's going to be in the conversation Mm -hmm. but the movie with his accent butler yeah yeah oh y'all dude that it's actually kind of scary um but um i think the the thing that's working in elvis's favor is that warner brothers generally speaking like they usually get at least something in and their lineup this year is kind of not there's not a lot well and they're like clearly very confident in him putting him in too, yes. doing too fast but like yes. i just think what which reminds me of another movie that they have which is don't worry darling which is kind of why I, I kind of have some confidence in sorry faith in that one there's that okay well like a, before you say that we can just move on to some more summer what are some summer releases that everyone's keeping an eye on um up until labor day i don't know if don't worry worry darling it's comes like out before or after um but we can we'll just throw that in there because it feels very summer e um and it's because kinsey and i have a whole fan base dedicated to it um we literally do if you but, wanna, yeah if you want to join the worried darlings just come contact me and jacob um yeah i i don't know what to think about that movie yeah, I think um, people who follow me knows I kind of burned my reputation last year by predicting last night in Soho uh, early in the year. Don't worry. Um, but I think with this one, A, the Warner Brothers thing, if Elvis kind of isn't that I, and this like is amazing, you know, with what the, with the Academy's taste kind of getting blurrier and blurrier as years go on, I think it's possible. And also like just judging by that trailer. Yeah, it looks awesome. But, you know, obviously that doesn't mean it's going to translate. It just looks so well made. Like mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if standpoint. it's specifically. This is what's so funny to me is I think that Don't Worry, Darling is in contention. Obviously for cinematography, Matthew Lubatique has just a beautiful track record. Like oh, yeah. even if he's not in the running, his name is always in the conversation. Like even far removed, like he could be your tenth on a list and you're still bringing up his name. Mm-hmm. But I think. It looks like it'll have really flashy editing, which I assume will get it in people's lists. And then the costume design just looks incredible. And because what I took from that trailer is all of the women we were presented were looked as if they were from different eras. So I can't imagine the detailing that went into the costumes. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if they focus like Elvis on song and then um, lead actor, and then they Which put song? all of Doja Cat. Come on, that song is everywhere. Yeah. It's everywhere, everywhere no, I, I just, go, I hear that song. I was just talking about the uh, the uh, incredible list of people they got in. I Eminem and CeeLo Green. <laughs> I don't understand. It's it's. I thought a... this was an Elvis movie. <laughs> it's, I mean, come I, I on. Quickly, the, wanna... the, the Great Gatsby soundtrack. We'll stand the test of time. We'll stand yeah. the test of time. But I just um, think like maybe they'll put all their money behind Austin mm-hmm. Butler for Elvis and then they'll focus on Don't Worry Darling, maybe in the text. And then because I Florence Pugh, I don't 
don't know. I've heard I've heard amazing things about her. Yeah, looks, yeah, it looks like she's good in it. I don't. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking. I just mean like uh, she. It doesn't seem like a very academy friendly movie, and mm-hmm. then like mm-hmm. from the trailer and like actresses really have a hard time with that. Like like the yeah. Oscars acknowledging so, so especially the... female actresses in horror as we see yeah year after year then there's get... that exact replica scene of midsummer mm. and they're like absolutely yeah, the... not nope yeah. nope we've already say, rejected this so that was something i wanted to point out about elvis that if don't worry darling kind of like falls flat you know it's not great or too weird like i think it's like, well, what other options does Wonder Brothers really have, except for maybe the Batman, which I guess if they do try hard, they could kind of accomplish that. But like, maybe they do kind of look at Batman like, oh, that's Tex, Elvis, above the line. You know what I mean? So that, that's where my head's at with Elvis. It's kind of like more of a, you know, kind of wait and see where the wind goes on that one. Yeah. Even um, if it's bad, I feel like you have to keep it everywhere it's in contention no. for because like you never know. But I just think Elvis is going to be song and actor and costume design. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Even yeah. not, no, not I, even I seeing it. Like, I'm like, that's it. That That's. I think, I think, like you said, it could make a surprise editing nomination. Yeah. Um, and I think it could maybe do sound nomination if they if they had especially double category sounds um if they had the sound mixing and sound editing i think it would be a shoe-in for one mm-hmm. of them um but now that rocket sound man is all one rocket yeah man? but they hated rocket man and rocket <laughs> man that's fair there's only like the one concert scene right no there was a lot of them no i mean there was the there was one. the one big one yeah, because it's just that one at Dodger Stadium that's really big. But yeah. like from the trailer of Elvis, it's full of giant performances. And different, like and also, intimate ones. different Elvis eras. Yeah. And also they've been very vocal about the mixing of Austin Butler and Elvis's mm-hmm. voice together. Whereas like mm-hmm. in Rocket Man, I think they just let Taryn like do it's only everything. Taryn. Yeah. And so I think they could have like easily leaned on the like hear hear how fluent like the mixing of Elvis in like with Austin Butler um into the whole scene as a whole uh they could have really um capitalized on especially if there were two I think with one they they still have a chance I believe that's something they did with Bohemian Rhapsody as well they did but it was with Rami Malek and it was with a YouTuber um yeah a sound I can't remember his name but they did not actually use Freddie Mercury because of course, oh. Freddie Mercury wasn't a part of that movie at all. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my, my two, I won't see. I also am really excited for Nope because yes. I want to know, is it going to be zero nominations or is it going to be four? I yep. just need to know. I my assumption is zero but like yeah, same. I, it's it's something it's one of those it's it's kind of like one of those on the fence ones where i'm like i'm gonna assume no that new teaser like, oh, just kind wow. of assumed made me realize it's probably zero but i do wonder maybe visual effects based on the new teaser um, uh, yeah okay i'll give you that one <laughs> even steven yeah. you you never know i pick. just they're never gonna do it a yeah. horror nomination i'll i'll it'll never happen and this, it, this it has to be like 
groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. I feel like it has because I feel like the closest we've gotten to a groundbreaking performance would have been Lupita. And she was close, to be fair. Yeah, but she didn't, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I think they should do? Because um, I have been hearing a lot of the um, the close encounters and ET kind of have Steven Spielberg not do a moderated Q and A. Yes, exactly. He's gonna be too busy. He's gonna be too busy. Be too when busy. does he sleep? Being when does he sleep? When do, what, what what is this guy doing? Never. And he still looks good doing it. Um, John Carpenter. He's got enough movies, kind of like Spielberg movies. That'll be good. Let's see. Body, bodies, bodies, bodies for what, Kenzie? Listen, Lee Pace Nation, I'm very sorry. I have heard terrible things and I just... Really? Yeah. I've and heard good things. I don't know anyone who's seen it that liked it. And I'm just... Listen, I'll be seated. I'll, I'll do anything for Lee Pace. I'll do anything for my six foot five king, but you know and happy pride to my six foot five king mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it would be really cool if a24 like could somehow be all five makeup nominations like it's not possible but that would be really cool yeah i assume based on how graphic it is that the makeup is insane but uh. i i mean i can't wait to see it anyway even though you know but I will say best himbo in a movie. And okay. the last one um, that I think is pretty, whether we like it or not, I think Lightyear is a shoe in for. It's a winning animated feature, man. At least, no, where Pinocchio from Guillermo del Toro yes. will come through. In He's the end. giving us sexy Jiminy Cricket. Come on. Yes. Come Alex, on, Adriano. Sexy Jiminy Cricket. Come I know on. it's hard to go against also, Toy Story, but I ain't going doing I ain't doing that. <laughs> but I, I think I think Lightyear for at least animated feature yeah. maybe sound as well. Um it just depends if other space movies starring Adam Sandler have good sound. <laughs> <laughs> just later in the year um there is another one we forgot to mention that is mrs harris lives. goes to paris y yes <laughs> uh, no. uh 13 lives which moved to august oh yeah moved to august i think that, um, which that, that I think took me like the, the opposite way that took me like and i was like god ron howard just take a 10 year break or something i don't know ron howard I just remember, go back to acting for a little bit <laughs> I remember kind of like <laughs> I was already on the fence about it. And then I saw that happen. I was like, In interesting strategy by MGM, yeah. which I, that, which is, you know, kind of a reminder that they are pretty bad at campaigning awards. And, um, uh, and I think not only like moving it to August, just taking away festivals at all yeah. was the, was kind of the icing on the cake. I think even, if you want to have an August, like an August limited release and then go to festivals, you just want to get out before. Um, that's one thing, but just overall, just not doing any festivals kind of in Especially my a movie opinion, like that. Yeah. Especially after a year after, you know, the rescue for what it was, people really liked it. Yeah. Um, and also, and I understand Coda just came out in August and you know, one best picture and all that, but like, you know what? Apple has a bottomless pit and they clearly know what they're mm -hmm. doing. 
even, and even it had the at, love from Sundance. Yeah, and even even look what like Apple's campaigning. Even looking now at the Emmys, how they're campaigning Lasso and After Party and like Severance and all that. Like they clearly know what they're doing. MGM kind of doesn't, and mm-hmm. so I think putting that in August was a really weird move. On that. Yeah. Unless they saw it, and they know something we don't. Yeah, know. yeah that's true. <laughs> it's also it's super weird because initially it's supposed to come out already. It's supposed to come out in April, and then it test screened incredibly well. So they're like, oh my God, let's get awards. And they put it in November, which is a good move. And then they moved it to August. It's like, you had it right wonder, the first time. I wonder if um, people have seen Killers of the Flower Moon because that's like undated for November. I, I don't think it's finished yet. It's finished. Mm-hmm. I don't like, because I've heard some reports that it might, like it could, No, like, they, I think those I were, they, I think those they, were like, when they pushed all was a roomie. When they yeah. pushed out Emancipation, ah. I think that was confirmation they have there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was Rumi. My bad. Um, yeah, just like the same sources. Um, the white noise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and one last thing before we go, I will give, I'll give three movies, and we'll see what all. And I will write this down somewhere, and we can come back to it whenever. It actually is announced where they will be have their festival run. I'll give four movies. Their run um, or their premiere? Their premiere. Premiere. Okay. Uh, first is going to be Babylon. And let me pull up notes so that I can keep this. And then we can see who was right and who was wrong. Um, filling space, filling space, filling space. Okay. Adriano, you go first. Where do you think Babylon is ultimately going to uh, premiere? Sorry, start with someone else. I, uh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Kenzie? Um, I will say... I feel like Venice. Right now. Okay. <laughs> Scott, do you have any uh, thought? Toronto. Yeah, I actually, um, oh, I don't know. Toronto seems so early. I Venice so this is, is before a... Toronto. <laughs> it is? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, I'll say Toronto as well. Um, and Adriano, do you have one yet? For Babylon, um, I think it's either, it's got to be either Tiff Venice or it just doesn't have a festival run. Yeah, that was um, my other thing. I was like, I, personally, I feel like it's Venice or no festival run because the cast is just so big and glamorous that yeah. I'm like, that's where I think Venice. Yeah, I might go Venice as well. I might go yeah. Venice as well. Do you like that I talked Adriano into it? I like gave him. I, like, <laughs> I was like, don't say I no want. Festival. I want it to be Tiff because that's the one I'm going to because I you know live there. I just I... think the the cast is so like red carpety mm-hmm. and venice has the whole they can be in the canals on the boats yeah the, the lady gaga treatment you know like her and bradley yeah. cooper every single stop or watch it do what he said no festival <laughs> yeah i know that's kind of my i i'm gonna stick with venice but no festival might be my second choice in that one uh, all right after that the next one is going to be Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, I will, I'll start with this one. I think this is going to be a skip. 
I know Martin isn't prone to it in the past, and I know it was at least good for one of his past ones. I don't know how Apple will do with festivals. They didn't do one last year. Um, they kind of just got their big movie from a festival and then I don't got it out true. before. That's not true. Tragedy Macbeth. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Well, that was A24. You're right. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I think this, in my opinion, I think this would be one to definitely skip. Kenzie? I am going to say... I'm going to say AFI. Okay. Oh. Ooh. Centerpiece, you know? Didn't know that was on the table. <laughs> yep, it is. All of them. Okay. Because AFI is 11.2 through 11.6. And that movie as of right now is November, but no date. I also feel it's going to have the Irishman premiere date, Thanksgiving, third Wednesday. <laughs> Um, Adriano, any thoughts for you? I'm going NIF because I think that's where Irish that's where Irishman premiered. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't really see a TIFF or Venice one for this one. Um, but I think I think NIF feels right, so I'm gonna go with NIF. <laughs> All right, and Scott, what about you? Yeah, I'm worried about the November. I'm worried about the it's not finished. I think I'll I'm gonna do skip for that one also. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and my next one, and I will, I'll go first because I have the same thought for this one, Kenzie Hot for um, Killers of the Flower Moon. I think the Fablements could be the, the AFI, centerpiece. AFI centerpiece. I think it would Good be, it would be the, um, it would be the, because I think any other year it would be Babylon just because it's, you know, in LA, it's glamorous, whatever. But I think this year it's, Let's celebrate Spielberg party. Um, almost, I feel like his name will be everywhere, uh, similar to kind of what they did with Will Smith last year. So funny they just thing is, I everywhere. feel I feel the same way, but I think it's gonna be Telluride. Okay. I think they're gonna do. I think they're gonna do like an honorary thing for him because it's about his life. I think they're gonna do a big thing, but I think it's gonna be at Telluride. Because that's where the Will Smith thing started. Yeah. Like his train started at Telluride because he didn't go. And that's where all those unvaccinated rumors started. And they did a huge thing for the movie anyway. And I feel like Steven Spielberg will wear a cute scarf. He will make a big thing of it. And they will, because I think of um, Martin Scorsese presenting Adam Driver with, and like, they did a special thing for him. And I think it's going to be another director, maybe George Lucas doing something for Steven Spielberg, but I'll tell you, right. And I, uh, I will say just so everyone knows this one does have a date of November 23rd for right now. That makes more sense with AFI, but that also makes sense with the New York film festival. Mm -hmm. Um, Adriano, what about you? <laughs> That's a tricky one. Um, <laughs> I might, I'm, you know, I'm going to think selfishly and say TIFF. Um, I thought TIFF makes sense. Tiff, I, yeah, I, I think so. That, get it a quick People's Choice Award. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was like, that's the thing I think about it. I think it's going to, but I'm also, what if it's just depressing? 
<laughs> it's Spielberg. <True. laughs> it's Spielberg. Spielberg talking about his own. What What was the movie he said? Close Encounters was based off his. Uh, he was based well, off his all parents. of his movies. I highly recommend before this movie comes out watching the HBO documentary on him. Yes, it is one of the best documentaries about a specific human, not just a filmmaker, just about like, about a single subject that I've ever seen. Um, but he says all of his movies are kind of inspired by his parents getting a divorce. Um, yeah. And, but I, I really think Tiff might be a really good one. Yeah. yeah Close Encounters was like, so I think his mom was a musician and his dad was a scientist or something like that. And so when the aliens come, they make music on their computers. And it was like his parents together, you know, that's what, yeah. that's what it was. Um, and what about you, Scott? I was, I had Telluride locked and loaded because I know he premiered that documentary with Frank Marshall years ago. I, I'm going to say Venice to be different. Venice. Okay. Venice is Scott. Okay. And the last one that I will do is She Said. Wait, who are you asking first? Uh, I'll start this one with Scott. I don't think I've let him go first yet. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Toronto again. Toronto. Adriano. That's a tricky one because uh, I guess similar to Fableman, that's also universal. So that could be, I don't know, they're going to premiere two of their movies at the same festival. Mm. You know, I might, you know, I'm going to say, uh, nah, fuck it, Tiff. <laughs> Tiff as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that does, you know, it, it feels like a Tiff movie. It's just that yeah. I don't know if two studios are Where gonna... did Bombshell premiere? I don't, did they even premiere at a festival? Toilet. Because it wasn't at Tiff, I can tell you that much. Um, See, so yeah, I'm going to say Tiff or she said, because that feels like a Tiff movie. I. So it comes out 11-18. I think it's going to be a New York Film Festival premiere because of where the investigation took place for the book and That's true. all the articles. And But I do want to say AFI because the dates make more sense, especially given I'm hearing bad things about the movie. <laughs> um, so I like, keep it to their chest until the last minute. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I feel like New York Film Festival, I just think like it makes sense given the content of the movie. Jacob, what are you thinking? So I was initially thinking TIFF as well, um, but I also I ultimately was kind of on the same path as you where I thought New York Film Festival would be the best spot. I think it could be the headliner, like the big headliner um there and I think again I think it all fits together given the subject and given kind of where it all is supposed to take place all right so those were the four that I had and I've got them written down and I guess we can figure out who was right and who was wrong um I hopefully hopefully I'm right about all of them yeah I feel like at least down then. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like Venice is we get the announcement soon. 
Yeah. And then yeah. The other ones we'll never find out till the day before. I can't wait to see poor things skip every single festival and then become like the favorite, like eleven yep. nominations. Ooh, I'm just kidding. I'm, uh, yeah, I was, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I'm, um, just, I'm already here for Willem Dafoe. All right, and I think that does it for us, um, Adriano. Where can people find you online? On the, uh, I guess, just online. Online, okay. <laughs> drop your location yeah yeah, my home address um uh yeah you can find me on twitter at a danger c because of a stupid joke i made when i uh first made my account that i took way too far um at adriano danger caparuso um um, and also my youtube account which is again adriano danger caparuso which has a viral youtube video if everyone goes to it it does it's thanks to morbius it's still i don't know how (laughs) People are falling for it, and I'm loving it. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, falling for nothing in particular. Yeah. Spe- the the Mandal- hey, Mandalorian Season 3 trailer on Adriano's YouTube channel. I, I have a scoop on my channel. <laughs> yep, he's the, he's the next big scooper. Um, Scott, <laughs> where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Cole, Scott, all spelled out. And uh, yeah, I write reviews that Ricky is kind enough to publish at music city drive-in so check them out all right you can find kinsey and i at oscars underscore central and at find... letterbox yes and at letterbox breaking news uh, i you can find us at oscarscentral.com we've got articles coming out um all the time covering uh anything that's happening and hopefully like we said with the festivals coming up we'll have more pieces to release about those um and until next time thanks everyone for being here